There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. No help with Cal Bush. Three wide. Look at this. Here they come to the flag. Three abreast. Photo finish. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Buckle up, ladies and gentlemen, because that was the most exciting finish in NASCAR history. We had a great day. Right up to the point of impact, we knocked the nose off our Celsius Camaro. But nonetheless, three wide finish at the end. SVG's coming to the studio. We're going to talk about his top five run as well on Saturday. Big Big show, so let's buckle up and let's get to stacking. This is Stacking Pennies. Stacking them deep, selling them cheap. It tastes like gasoline, rubber, and victory. We're out here stacking pennies. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Court of the Joy, driver of the number seven Celsius Camaro, joined by front tire changer. I'm Ryan Blaney's runner-up. Ford Mustang, Ryan Flores. Ooh. Ooh. That thing was a hot rod. It was good. Young Blaney did good, too. You know you know who is feeling pretty good today besides Daniel Suarez? M- Marcus Smith. That Marcus Smith. Because everybody's good. talking about, oh, Atlanta's so dumb. You really missed that track up. That's all you drivers. Oh, I love the place. But yeah, you. And, and now, now she's aged like a fine wine because it has produced – the most exciting race from start to finish I've ever seen, I've ever been a part of, I've ever been participated in. It was unbelievable, and it, pres- it provided us and the fans the most exciting finish that they will ever see in their entire life. So let's play it. Let's play the tape. Down the back stretch, Ryan Blaney's in control of the race, but didn't cover middle with the eight. Good friend Bubba Wallace. Pause it right here. So Bubba chooses his friend. In the 12, as you would expect. If you have a choice between Kyle Busch and Ryan Blaney, who are you going to pick? Who are you going to pick to go drink a beer with? I'm going to go with young Ryan Blaney as well. I mean, that's a no-brainer. But. Have you seen some of the videos Kyle Busch been posting dancing on Instagram? I'm you're not glad gonna, I don't see him. You're drinking, but you're I have, drink a beer. Him, we're going to drink a martini or something. <laughs> I have, I have a, uh, I have several screenshots in my phone of him wearing Samantha's clothes, of some sort of dressing tick top. Yeah. But I don't care to drink, dig those up, and nor do I care to push him <laughs> to the— screenshot them, dude? It's kind of weird. Just because it, 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 <laughs> hey, you got to have ammunition. Them. You got to gotta have ammunition. If uh, him and I get in a beef, bro, those things are getting rifled uh, off. Okay, okay. But I digress. So Bubba gets plowing tight. You even see him dump out of the gas. So Ooh. now the 12 has no, no help. He tries to shortcut it, come to the line— and Daniel has a little bit of help in the two and literally wins it by, what, three inches, four inches? I don't even know if it was that, dude. Dude, the, the, that's unbelievable. So here's the – let me take you from our pit box perspective, right? Mm. So we're all on 
Uh, the, we have a new spotter in Tim. That's Pimpola. three. That's two inches. Yes. Three inches. So we have a new spotter. We're all on like we talk about the open microphone. So we're all talking to each other, and the '99 team is next to us, literally in the, the next, next pit box next to us. So we're coming to the checkered, and like he's trying to figure out. And Kyle Busch just sick move, right? To to yeah. kind of shade down and then yeah. plugs the middle. Yeah. Thank God. And then I saw the 23 go with us, and I'm like, oh, we're good. And then he just dump truck tight. And I'm oh, like, yeah. oh, boy. So we come off of four, and we're all watching the TV screen. It goes out, like, <laughs> 15 feet from the line. And we're like, what? And Chris Conklin, our guest, goes, we got it. Because from our view, you yeah. couldn't see the 99 yeah. from that view. It yeah. just looked like we got And the 99 team's over the wall celebrating already. And I'm like. Oh, that's gonna be bad. Where was your, in relation to that picture? Were you towards turn four? Towards turns, turns. We were uh, at twenty six. So yeah. say the start finish line is at probably eighteen. Yeah. So we're yeah. You know, so you're on the backside of it. Yeah, you could just see our stall out of that frame. And then was there a letdown when you realized that you had not won? No, because I never got excited. But the ninety nine team, I was already celebrating. Oh, and they then were they already stopped. They were already running towards the front straightaway. We hadn't even got started. We hadn't even lifted yet. Well, they were. Ex- well, they they started celebrating, and then they were like, "Uh oh," because they looked at us like, "Ah, those guys think they won." <laughs> and then we, I jumped on the wall and was like, "Wait," because Chris was like, "We got it." So I was like, "Oh, he pretty confident in that." Uh, the ninety nine team seemed pretty confident that they won, and then they did not look so confident that they mm. won. And then I just saw him like, we just kind of started wrapping up now, our stuff. Like, what oh. what did the spot do the spotters or crew chief here like confirmed ninety nine is the winner? No, Fido was just like, damn it. Oh, like he, Fido was just because it's it's the second week with Timmy, right? And they yeah. they did a good job all day. Ryan, dude, the one thing Ryan said in the middle of the race that was really cool. He was like, dude, this is intense. He's dude. like, this is so much fun, but it's hard. He's like, I'm, it's I'm very hard. And talking to Logano this morning, he's like. Yeah, it just got tight, and then I went to lift, and I got tighter, and that's how I yeah. wrecked. And yeah. Ryan said, like, I can get a run, and then I'll get tight if I do one thing, and then and if, you're if the I cross over spot, the wake, then loose. I get loose. He's like, it's really challenging to figure out. So you, sissies, had to earn your money this week. Had to earn all of it. Even, I mean, there was a radio clip, so I forgot exactly what Ryan said. Or he said something like, uh, I don't know. It's just like hard to pass. Can't go anywhere. And Ryan says, that's why I pay the big bucks. Blaney said that? No, no, no. Oh. Ryan Sparks. Oh, Ryan Sparks. Me. I said, well, touche, sir. Hey, pull him, pull him a little tighter. We um, we qualified 30 seconds. So we didn't have a lot of great pace in our car. So we were only really able to get to like seventh. Um, you know, we, everybody's picking us, right? Oh, man, you're in my DraftKings lineup today. Oh, you're this. Oh, side note. Some fella in an autograph session say he bet. Live bet last week at the five hundred five hundred dollars for a top five. It was like twenty five hundred to one, and he won thirty eight hundred dollars. Not a bad deal. I said I only need a third of that, so Venmo me at Court of the Joy. Thanks. Yeah. Take uh, your but percentage. he didn't. Uh, he didn't. He didn't Venmo me. So, nonetheless, what if you have a bad week and then he sends you a Venmo request? <laughs> hey, bro, I'm gonna need a I third of that five hundred. There has been a lot of people <laughs> that have lost a lot of money on me, but one day it's gonna hit. Don't be putting your Venmo out there like that. You're gonna get now. You're gonna get all these people requesting. Hey, man. Or you can just give me some money because we're stacking pennies. Okay. Or you can go buy the new hat that just came out. Um, so we got up to about seventh, and we're actually in a good spot. We were back, forward. It seemed like every single wreck in the entire race happened off of my hood. I figured you there was going to be a wreck in front of you on 77 heading home. I thought so, too. It was everyone. They, the first from the start lap, to the end. From the freaking first lap, they started piling up Days of Thunder style. Look, right here. Look, see? 
Oh, checks the whole lineup. Who's that? The 23 got – and I'm like, oh, sweet Jesus, here we go. <laughs> I'm on the binders as hard as I can get. Smoking the tires. I'm through it, Harry. Well, nobody's expecting there to be a wreck. No. Really showed everybody's guard is down. You haven't even, like, got the oil warmed up yet. You're just like, let's feel this thing out. And, oh, boy, there's smoke. Oh, binders. You're looking in your oh, mirror, boy. out the windshield, in the mirror, out the windshield. Smash, smash. Smash, smash. Oh, this oh, guy's coming, coming. by oh. you. Yeah. Hold on, they're wrecking. I'm coming. Hang on, tell them I'm coming. Tell them to keep wrecking. Yeah, there's the old 10 stove in the fence. Hey, putt by him. Okay, cool. See, there goes the 20. So um, there goes the 45 Ooh, crab walking. That's a tow link. That's definitely a tow link. That's probably a little more than a tow link. That's a woe link. Um, that was unbelievable. Um, so I don't when, – when is the – also, Joey Logano, luckiest fellow in the, in the world to get a caution when he has to do a drive-through penalty for wearing a Aquaman glove that they have since developed for qualifying because it's worth three counts of drag. Congratulations. He got a wreck on the first lap for the first time in like five years. They uh, said that Paul Wolf couldn't have hit the caution button any better. No. If he had it in the pit box himself. Like he pulled down, like got the pit road speed, and it was like caution. Yeah. yeah. Oh, under green flag conditions. Like yeah. just he'd, went, he'd have been three laps down to start the race. Hey. I asked Joey in the, in the driver's meeting, I said, what, were you wearing a cooking mitt? And he goes, oh, yeah, I just forgot to take the Hunts Brothers pizza out. I just forgot to swap my glove. <laughs> That's it, dude. It's great sponsor <laughs> Sure. Guy hey. was cooking lunch. Had to go. He, had, he just got mixed up. The left-hand glove, driving glove, or the cooking mitt. I don't know. Sometimes honest mistake. <laughs> Who knows? Part of it. Uh, but got lucky break there. He ended up getting caught up in a wreck. That one was also off my hood. Uh, and then <laughs> ultimately the five car ended up on my hood when the six car pop the tire but we can go chronologically we were set up in a really good spot about 40 to go the top this is right when the bottom bottom lane starts kind of like loosening up with tires are starting to go away not a lot of guys can handle on the bottom so you it's kind of a race to the top and then you get like that's when you get some track position so we were like fourth in the top set up as good as we had ever been and then it looked like either the five was in a bad arrow spot or he had a right retire go down because all I saw is the five. Doesn't look that bad. Oof. I'll tell you that. It doesn't look bad. It didn't hit the outside wall. Um, but it felt like every single seat belt that was attached to my body just got yanked so freaking hard. Really? Oh, my God. I mean, did we did I we have an in-car it. shot of that or no? Because I, right here I was like, yeah, damn it, that hurt. You, you know when you take a big frontal and it's like, I was trying to think about how to explain it to people who are sitting on their couch drinking a Bush Light, uh, what it feels like to just even have a little bit of a fender bender. Well, that, that makes sense, though, because the way you hit, like all the energy was forward and up, yeah. right? It wasn't down or sideways, so all the energy went through the belt. So it, that's It felt like just if you just – I could distinctly feel where every seat belt on my body was. It was like um, it, was like it had like an electric shock, like a <laughs> – you talked me into running substraps in the modified when I race, and yeah. I hit like that, and my nuts were in my throat. It was the worst pain I was ever in. Well, whenever you hit something really hard, uh, that's usually what happens. I might just go back to the old school five belt. Do you, you run subs? Well, it's so called it's, a negative G belt. Yeah, you have to run. You have to run all. I of felt them. all the G's in the wrong spot. Yeah, I hate it when that happens. Um, they call it the G spot. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it, ideally, you try not to hit that occasionally on a Sunday <laughs> afternoon, but everybody's laughing. Uh, that was a funny joke. That was a good one. Um, um, another guy, the only other guy that was so in So hang name. on, hang on, hang on. So after that, 
so the way these cup cars are built, I'm, I don't know if Larry Mack explains it on the broadcast or not. The front bumpers are probably an inch in front of the snorkel where like, so the air inlet for the engine comes through the radiator and then it comes out the top and there's like a little carbon fiber piece that goes and dumps it into the motor. When you take a big front shot like that, it bends the bumper and it pinches off the snorkel. So your engine's only getting 20% of the air that it had been getting prior to. Besides my whole nose pushed in, it needed a nose job. That's uh, just like putting a restrictor plate in it. So then you're just, bah. yeah. So, I didn't know how bad it was. I just, from the time the green flag came out, with whatever that was, five or six ago, I just floored it and just stuffed the middle and got a decent spot um, finishing up. But Well, thank God, because there was like still more wrecks in front of you after that. Yeah. Denny, Denny wrecked a bunch of times, too. That right? one, the four car, when he spun out, he looked like he did like seven spins. Oh! Cars. Teammate getting a little bit of a, a little airborne there. It's a heavy car. Here, like, he just did, like, pirouettes right in front of me, and I was up against the wall. My strategy, uh, holy moly, that is some air. Good job. Um, that makes me wonder, that makes me think about, like, Blaney last week when the wheel gets ripped out of your hand and hurts your wrist. Yeesh. Here we go off for it. You just see a little bit of puff of smoke, and then you just back her down. Um, These guys, see, you are going way slower. These guys are, like, dry, like, the rule is you can aim right for him. Days of Thunder style. No, like we yeah, about. I, uh, I just I started favoring to the right because as much banking as the track have, it's kind of self cleaning. Um, that's what I did that first one. That's what I noticed. Yeah. So it seemed to work. So you just kind of favor towards the fence because even if they hit the fence, they're going to slide back. Yeah, down, that's right. Yeah. Eventually, and then yeah. you just try to like back it up, and hit the brakes. Uh, so luckily we we got we missed. All of them except the one that really ended our day, or for didn't really end it. It just ended our chance to potentially contend for a win. But everybody was super pumped up. The crowd was losing their absolute mind when Daniel Suarez was doing donuts and was standing on top of the car. Well, it's just a, I mean, they just witnessed one of the best finishes in the history of the sport. Yeah. And the race was thrilling. It was the thrilling. Whole time. So, dude, it was, it was so freaking, it was such a, a mental battle because you go to the bottom hole opens up on top somebody behind you's filling it it was legitimately like a game of fast-paced chess yeah it was like uh bubba said i think he said his name is he had mush brain dude i got mush brain right now it's monday but, i didn't have much to begin with but my brain is mush. well it's just high level decision making right so you're yeah. and you're making a lot of decisions in that race when you're that close and three wide and you just never get a break well the thing that differentiates it from daytona is you're not thinking about your car handle at daytona you're thinking about trying to back up to formulate runs you're trying to figure out which lanes come in where the which lanes tighter and and you're kind of watching other people what their tendencies are in atlanta you're legitimately trying to position your car to get air on it to either loosen it up if you loose if you if you show your right sides it'll loosen the, like the right front kind of bites and you lose some left rear diffuser pressure, so that'll free you up. Or if you saw Bub on the last lap, right, pounded in the bottom, get plowing tight. Like the opportunity was there to really mix up yourself. So you're constantly thinking about where can I put my car? What? How's my car driving? A little bit of tire dig, a little bit of lot of aero dependency on cars in front of you, while also trying to plan a run around somebody else. It was just like, and oh my goodness. everybody in the field is wrecking in front of you the whole yeah. race, right? Like, everybody, guys were busting their ass, like, a lot. 
Yeah. Good guys. Yeah. Seen Denny Rack. Like, well, you're on the you're on the verge of the tire, right? You're just you're constantly out there, and you put the right rear. So chatty old, old yeah, the old radio radio chatter. Radio you don't get many, you, yeah, you don't get very many like warnings of that. But when you get a little bit, like about four of those, then you're a passenger. Did the common rear suspension help the racing? I think so because it it made them drive a little bit better. So everybody in the field better. had to have the same exact rear suspension points. Did now do you have to have the same springs or no? No. So Some with that rate, my, here's a question. With the race being that good, do they look at that in the future for more races? Uh, I don't think so. Really? No. Why not? Just because you want to give well, the team some freedom? Yeah, you're taking some IP away from the team. A little bit of arms race. <laughs> but are we here for, to make the team's intellectual property <sighs> more valuable uh, or have good races, right? Hey, That's the question. It's a legitimate, legitimate question. Now, it would be beneficial for a smaller team like mine to have a common suspension. Right, you don't have the the depth of engineering. You don't have the depth of all this stuff to figure out what the most ideal thing is for tire slip. But then you take a lot of the, I don't know, the nuance away from setup. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, my vote would be keep it as it is because if you hit on something, you want to be able to sustain it. Uh, but speaking on hitting something, buddy, our buddy, our good friend Shane Van Gisbergen just walked into the Nonsense Garage, scoping it out. I wanted to talk to him. I I was watching, listening to his radio on the NASCAR app. He was doing great. They put him in some bad spots, and they played the fuel game right. My sucker came. My my buddy came home with top fiver. Oh yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna jump to a break. Get this studio set up, and Shane Van Gisbergen is gonna join Stacking Pennies right now. Ever since I've driven the Chili's car Daytona, everybody's asking me what. Is your Chili's flavor? All right, guys, listen up, because I have the all-time, the official Corey LaJoy Chili's food list, and it's going to start with some chicken fajitas. It's also going to go with some chicken crispers with ranch. We're going to go, I don't know, the old-timer probably is going to fit somewhere there, the Southwestern egg rolls, as long as they come with ranch. Now, that's not all, because then you have the chips and salsa. You have to eat not one, not two. But three baskets of chips, probably the skillet, probably also with some ranch. Just keep the ranch coming and right on down to Chili's. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. All right, guys, we are back with Shane Van Gisbergen. Better known as SVG, the fellow that came in and uh, 
whooped up on us in Chicago, but now he says he's going to come over and he's going to get a good feel for this American stuff. And we gave him a real good tester. We've, we've sent him to Daytona in the Arca Series. We have since now sent him to Atlanta. Now he, he comes into Nonsense Garage to tell us of his escapades. Welcome to the studio, buddy. Good to be here. Love yes. your setup. Appreciate it. Appreciate it for coming in. All right. If you had to pick one word for your first two weeks in NASCAR, what would you, what would you go for? Nuts. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's two pretty um, or three crazy. Yeah races and way to start you know you can prep all you want for those super there's speedways. nothing <laughs> preparing you for the working donor 200 <laughs> we, well we tried we tried, <laughs> tried to tell you there was nothing you he did. could do not really yeah no. like i went three wide earlier than i wanted and got crashed out lap three or something it was brutal it was nuts but that that didn't let you get you didn't get down you calm yourself i bet you were you down collect. when they fixed that thing and you were driving <laughs> oh around there by yourself bro. i bet you were really far down <laughs> I is, could keep up with the pack, but okay. I elected to sit off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen this movie before, and I don't like it. Uh, there is nothing more. That's like cruel and unusual punishment for a race car driver, Run, riding around wounded, is it not? Yeah, but it was quite good. I learned a lot. Like, I was starting to get runs and stuff, even though... What are you learning? Just how the air works. Like, okay. it moves, moves so different at that speed. Like, I'd felt side drafting before and slipstream, but not like that it's um it's Ex crazy like he's three seconds a lap quicker or something is it just exaggerated from what anything you've felt just on street courses or yeah. oh it's crazy yeah we have a bit at like conrod straight at bathurst and stuff where we top out but yeah like i i spun someone in the xfinity race trying to get back in line yeah when i got to his quarter panel it was like he let off the throttle or uh, brake yeah. like he just stopped mm -hmm. and then i've misjudged the pull him back in because of how much it slowed him like it's crazy how much it's uh the, the cars move around yeah. yeah and there's and and the simulator there's nothing that can simulate that right that's just no. reps yeah exactly like and even the practice you don't do you're always single file right like the first time i was double file or three wide it's in a race it's in the race yeah <laughs> what'd you think the first time somebody side draft you it just bogged the car down you're yeah like, what you're, the hell did something break you yeah. feel helpless like you're flat out and the guy ahead just drives away yeah and someone just drives around you so yeah, a lot to learn. I didn't have many friends with those yellow straps on the back, mm. I think. <laughs> no, but I think you're now we're past a couple. Now people know you're settled in. Top 15 in, in the Xfinity race, ran 12th. How would you feel about that leaving? Pretty good. I guess for, you know, we went down a lap twice. We had three crashes or something. So, yeah, to get back up there and be involved in it all was was pretty cool. It was a solid finish, I guess, for what we went through. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean... You're chipping away. At, don't look at the points because my man's up in the hunt. Two races in. Well, I was in the hunt this weekend for sure. For sure. So, like, watching there at the end when it, it was crazy, all the Fords ran on the same lap. Like, that was nuts. That I was, was like, I don't know who's doing fuel mileage here, but it was pretty impressive that yeah. they all made it the same lap. But then when it all well, kind of cycled out. I think, I think you back up because. All right. Hey, man, let's back it let's, up. Let's back it up. So how far you want to go back? Because Atlanta is not the same as Daytona. No. Has some similarities, right? But you can – you it's like racing Daytona on fast forward, right? You can be in a bad spot before you even know you're in a bad spot. And all the little things you learned at Daytona, you had to apply them the following week. Yep. So I was texting you after the race. You said – I don't know if you were referring to being on somebody's left rear or somebody being on your left rear. They were on mine, yeah. Hypersensitive. Yeah, it was crazy. But even qualifying, like my first lap of the joint was qualifying. Uh-huh, wide open. They said, don't oh, lift buddy it's restrictor it'll be flat and then 
when I went into turn one, I'm like, I'm going pretty quick here. And then, <laughs> so I went in flat and then had big sun strike and came way off the bottom. But it's well, hang even on, the quality wasn't on, rushed. Hang on. What, what's a sun strike? Like sun in my eyes. Oh, okay. Sun strike. Okay. What, what would you say? Well, you're not no, wearing no, a visor? I don't know. I've never just, heard that before. It's just a different way it's to say it. That's that damn sun in my eyes. That's what I would say. <laughs> yeah. Did you have a dark and clear visor all the time? What do you wear? Uh, dark. And then I had a tear off for the race on the clear one. Yeah. yeah. So I'd never had that before. That was pretty cool. Yeah. But um, yeah, even qualifying, like it's the thing moves around a bit more. Yeah. Daytona well, it was super windy too. Windy, yeah. Uh, the race was windier. It made it quite different yeah. at both ends. But Who was hanging on that left rear a little bit too much? Uh... I think it was the nine car got me out of shape a bit. But Brandon Jones. <coughs> Brandon Jones. It was my own fault. Like, I was struggling to – I was quite tight, so trying to find air. So, I get, guess I got out of line, and he just he just moved me. But it's um, – first that, time I felt it. Is that when you got shucked to the top? You were running, like, fourth or fifth on the top. You were yeah, in a real good last spot. stage. Yeah. yeah, and then the, the front straightaway. It was like the rear come off the ground. Yeah. You, like, felt it come up, and then all of a sudden I was sliding. It was, yeah. It's a bizarre feeling. Yeah. Because mm. no, normally – you're generally in control of your car's handling. Yep. Rarely are you in a position, or have you ever been in a position, where somebody else is in control of your car's handling, right? That's what you're starting to figure out. We get it a bit, but again, like the drafting, it's not to this extent. Like yeah. Sometimes you feel a car get loose and circuit racing, and you go, oh, and then you see someone's right up your bum side, uh -huh. backside, but here it's like it's double everything. It's, yeah. it's crazy. Well, like, so, okay, so you're trial by fire, you're learning, but then at the end of the race like the pay window comes open and you're on the spot right and you're a racer you've done it at a high level forever so you're like yep. trying to figure out how to win this thing at that point you're like mm -hmm. okay it's all shook out but it was so hard to build runs with them so like, like were you just were you more focused on figuring out how to win or just kind of protecting them? like let's just come out of here with a good day yeah i didn't really know what to do because every time i saw someone go to the bottom in our series they just get shuffled to the back of the line but yeah i was kind of thinking what do i do here because there was three jrm cars in front so i was hoping they were going to make some moves but even though we were just single file around the top there's still plenty going on like on tv it looks like you're just riding but you're back and forth it's um, so you were what probably ninth to 11th when I, you're the crew I chief think we were side. 11th yeah so when you're when you're crew chief i think you were the second car to come down right and top off with gas uh, i think so yeah because yeah, everybody else in front of you except for two guys run out and yeah. the guy that won the race yep kind of fell right in your favor who's your crew chief on that hot rod uh, Bruce, Bruce, Bruce Schlichter. Uh, Schlichter. Yeah. Um, excellent call by him. Yep. Who's the fellow that runs second too? Uh, he pitted as well. Yeah, eighty-one. It was a Chandler. Chandler Smith. Chandler yep. Smith. Yep. yep. That's so a that was effort, right? Yeah, that was a high IQ move to come yep. take fuel at the I end. I got, got the finger pulled at me by him. That's the first guy. Chandler Smith? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Gave you me the bird? first. Yeah, yeah. At the first dub on American soil. I got pushed into him out of four, and he had a big slide. And I was getting pushed from behind, and then he's <laughs> down the whole straight. <laughs> you, you ever seen the movie? You're number Coming, one, buddy. <laughs> you ever seen Coming to America? With Eddie Murphy? They give, they give him the finger, and he starts giving everybody the finger because that's, that's how <laughs> like he that's welcome greeting. everybody. <laughs> oh, goodness. But yeah, yeah so it worked out pretty good at There end. has been a considerable less amount of middle fingers shown on Sunday. I, I don't know why. Uh, I think just because if somebody shows you the bird, you just run smack into him the next corner. Well, it's because like, it's speedway racing too, right? Wait till you get to Vegas. Yeah. And you pull up in front of somebody or you take, you know, you I don't know. You aero block. It, it seems like people's thresholds for getting tossed the birds is very low right now. Like yeah. if you get if somebody tosses you the bird, you're just driving in their left rear in the next corner. Well. So next time somebody tells you the bird, mm. 
you're still a little early yet to just probably park somebody <laughs> on purpose. I, I don't want to do that yet. Not yet. I Get a couple of races on your belt, and then you can do it. But Blaney threw enough birds at Phoenix at Ross when he was in front of them. Yeah. Like you can see oh, him. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like he's rush hour traffic. Yes. So maybe everybody's just like, maybe there's a bird quota for a little bit. <laughs> maybe so. All right, so now we go. Let's put the speedways behind us. I'm sure you probably spent a ton of, ton of hours on the simulator, but probably not as many as you expect. That's what you said last time. Yeah, same. Uh, sp- spent a lot of time, I'm sure, at Vegas to just get a feel for it. That's a fast, fast, fast joint. Mm-hmm. Are you excited to go? A little bit nervous to go? What like what are, what are you feeling? A bit of everything. I'm excited to get some practice laps yeah. before going into qualifying. But, yeah, I've never felt the thing with full power yet. So mm. that'll be interesting, high speed. And then watching that race, like the deg looks quite high, and then how yeah, moving around, moving around, and looks pretty cool. So green flag pit stops, yeah, blending off, that. blending off the track. Yeah, there's a, a lot to take in there. Yeah, just a little bit of time, man. You do it. You've already shown you're capable of being here. Have you been in Las Vegas before? Like <laughs> never the been. city, never been. So. Yeah. Here, here's my here's my recommendation: just stay in your room. <laughs> just, <laughs> well, no, you got to go see good. it. Just walk down the strip. You have to walk down the strip after dark because you walk down there during the during the daytime and it's like this is kind of like dirty and shit. but you go and during at night you're like oh man that's pretty cool but most of the time I'm just on SMT in my room that's the best place for me yeah it's like everybody Vegas is like one of those things where everybody it's like it's like going to Daytona right everybody's excited to go and everybody except there's like nothing like no like when you go to daytona (laughs) the race like where you're everybody's excited to get down there and then you're like get me the hell out of here yeah let me get shake shack and then go back to the room that's it that's pretty much it would be cool to see i guess for the first time and i'll stay for sunday to watch the cup race what is a new zealand um what like what is a what is thought about las vegas from when you when you grow up in new zealand like the hangover movie yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Just> looks loose. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hopefully, you don't have your own hangover story, unless you happen to pop off a win on Saturday night, because then you can stay overnight. You can, is Jess coming out there with you? No, nah, oh, she's she in Australia back. still. Yeah, center back. Um, so, how, what, what, off the racetrack? How's the how's the settling in? You said it's hard to find some food that yeah. kind of fits into the to the program, if you will. Yeah, and coffee. Coffee's hard to find here. Mm, That's good. good coffee. Yeah, but it's been cool. Like I like the routine of things. Like you have your comp meetings Monday, Tuesday, then you turn to prep, sim, yeah, and then you're at the track for only a couple of days. Like I like the routine, knowing what you're doing most days. That's yeah. been pretty cool. And then starting to train. Weather's warming up a little bit. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. What's what's your training look like? Uh, so I've started with the Josh Wise program at yep. Chevy, so gym stuff, and then found some good trails around home. So to run it, yeah, running the dog through and stuff. He's, nice, he's been cool. I mean, those those calves, he's got them covered up today. He's got <laughs> two concealed pythons Thank down. God. There. <laughs> so what are I, I don't know? Like it's so we've talked about it before, but we had a buddy George that moved here, George Medecki, and he was my roommate, and it was like it was like the movie Coming to America all yeah. the time. He was just like what. What and like Corey was talking about hush puppies before, and you were like, "What? What is the There's what is the learn. thing? What is the thing off the track that has blown your mind the most?" Man, there's so many things, but I guess Talladega Nights. It's not a comedy; it's a documentary. <laughs> oh <laughs> my god! Amen. It's crazy. Amen. Yeah, it, like around this area, everyone's got the massive house and the, dude. the way it all is. It's so crazy. Corey said that. I am so happy you said that because. 
I'll give you my full Talladega Nights. It came out, I think I was probably 13 or 14, right? And all I want to do is be a race car driver. So I go, and we get four or five buddies. We go to the movie theater. And I watch it, and I'm just offended. How dare they make fun of the profession that I, you know, I'm watching <laughs> Dale Jr. and Jeff Gordon and Carl. Like, these guys are idols. They, of course, don't live in this barbaric way. No. Like, there's no way NASCAR is this. There's no way people act I've like I've been this. doing it for seven years now, and it couldn't be more of an accurate <laughs> portrayal. It's, it's and then Kevin on. Harvick buys the freaking house to Rick and Bobby. Like, are you kidding me? Oh. But like, I, the, dude, like, I love that you said that. I'm, my, my, yeah. my podcast life is complete right uh, here. Yeah. <laughs> it's literally a document. It's not a comedy. It's a documentary. That's what we need. We need people from other countries to come here and see it with clear eyes. Like, <laughs> yeah. hey, uh, I don't know if you guys laugh at that, but that's how you're living. Yeah, that's exactly how it is with the houses and just like how bizarre it is. The Mystic Mountain Blueberry on the dinner table. That's <laughs> what it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, I, I started the food conversation with fried Oreos about um, – we're talking about dragging you to Bowman Grace, so you get a real taste of you know NASCAR history and roots. Uh, and I said, my favorite thing about Bowman Gray is the fried Oreos. And you looked at me like I had three heads, and I just explained <laughs> that you, it's like an Oreo, but you just fry it, and then you dump powdered sugar on it, and you eat it. <laughs> and then I said, well, corn, do uh, corn dogs, you looked at me confused there. That's just like a hot dog battered, dipped, and fri also fried. Everything's uh, fried here. Yeah, there's also yeah. one more thing, hush puppies, too. Um, he said, what is a hush puppy? <laughs> It is some sort of fried version of cornbread. So um, if you don't really like cornbread, you fry it, then you get a hush puppy, <laughs> and it's delicious. Um, what else? What about I, barbecue? They got good barbecue in New Zealand? Uh, not like here. Here's pretty good. I went to... Where's your favorite place, barbecue place? We went to Lexington Barbecue. Oh, up, yeah. up in Winston. When we went to Colick. That was yeah. pretty good. Bro. So moving from New Jersey to the south was not quite as drastic like moving from new zealand to north carolina but it was there and i went to lexton barbecue we were racing late models maybe at caraway or something with brandon mcreynolds and i went there and i wasn't like a big barbecue eater when i first moved here so i ordered it was with kyle grissom steve grissom yeah and the mcreynolds crew and i ordered chicken fingers and they were offended should be they were like what did you order i was like i don't know there's chicken fingers right there. <laughs> and dude their food all came out and i was just sitting there by myself no food, nothing. And it was like they were the, the even the restaurant was offended yeah. that they ordered it. Yeah. So they brought it out like ten minutes later, it was cold. Yeah. They were like, get this Yankee out of yeah, here. Yeah, we don't want this Yankee around here. You either so, you order the brisket or you go home. So that's my Lexington barbecue story. I somewhat feel your pain. No, we gotta get him some good barbecue. We gotta smoke pit next time you're in. I remember we were racing the best one that anybody ever asked George, we were racing at like, I don't know, Florence or somewhere. Some guy was like, You're from Australia? Did you drive over? <laughs> George was like, no, flew. <laughs> Took a long way. Yeah, no, flew yeah, over. What's your wildest fan interaction so far? Because there is a lot of great people watching Daytona. Uh, I haven't had anything too crazy yet. No? No. Everyone's been pretty good so far. Yeah? Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Have you done any, like, Nothing. fan zone appearances or anything? Like, how, how have you felt? like your general reception has been with the nascar community it's been pretty cool yeah like everyone's welcoming even when you're just walking into the track and stuff yeah it's pretty and not being massive yet or so well known you can walk through places and take in the fan experience a bit more they do yeah. it well here for for the fans and what they can see and get close to and seeing that daytona 500 i just when they're doing the driver intros and everyone was on the on the grass there like 
that was pretty cool to watch. It's going to yeah. be you, buddy. That's what you came over for. Yeah, hopefully it's the last time. I watched it. That's what I said to Justin when yeah. we were there. Yeah. But it, was, um, it was cool to just take it rock? in. Nah, I seen him. He's yeah. a good dude. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, I had a, uh, a sun strike off his forehead in my <laughs> eyes when I walked oh. by him. <laughs> sun strike. <laughs> uh, <laughs> off his biceps, too. That fella's got some freaking pythons on the, hanging off his torso like his calves. Um, yeah, it was a bummer that Daytona rained out because, like, the, it, was, it was cool, but it was a little bit different experience. But is that, did you stick around for the cup race this week? Uh, no, I come back straight away. I watched that on TV. Yeah. Yeah. What I thought was interesting is you were talking about the length of, like, how long a race weekend is with supercars and then how abbreviated a race weekend is here. But there's, yep. you know, but we make up for that in schedule. So, like, what what is the race weekend in comparison? So, like, a normal week would be gone on a tuesday or wednesday and then we'd practice friday race saturday and sunday three races why do you have to leave so soon we do two or three days of promotional stuff really oh really and then we're doing promotional stuff throughout the weekend Mm. so we left on friday morning just went to the track yeah qualifying and left yeah and then the garage isn't open till one o'clock or two o'clock so you flew home after qualifying no 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 okay went back to the hotel okay and then i was like what do we do all morning they're like, no, nothing. We can't come till one o'clock. So normally it would be, if we didn't race or qualify till one, we'd be doing stuff all mm. day. So, And then after the race, I was on the plane half hour after. Yeah. We had to wait for the guys a bit because they had tech. Yeah. And then I was home at 1030. Like, it's the second race of the day is the race of the plane. Yeah. Don't be the, that's a pro don't tip. Be the, don't I've be the last that. one. Don't yeah. be in a, listen, no, don't be in a rush to get to the plane. Yeah. So the guys, that, you will the always guys be. that are in a rush to get to the plane are dweebs. <laughs> here to race don't not rush. to fly home yeah don't rush but yes yeah, that's fair but how, one time how i made one everything is is my, impressive yeah. my my first mistake i i was rookie running in the xfinity series i stopped at chipotle but the line was long that is a bad move bad move and you you bring on if you bring on food and, and you're the last son bitch on no. the plane oops <laughs> not a good look you will be you you have to get on there and eat the Soggy, slick meat sandwich, just like the rest of us. And you love it. That's it. You just deal with it. Nobody's better than anybody else. You deal with it, and the E. coli that comes with it. One thing I have been struggling with is finding a bloody rental car. You get there, get your keys, and then there's... Oh, my God. That never gets better. Like a headless truck walking around trying to find my rental car all the time. Vegas is worse, dude. Vegas is one of the worst ones. Oh, dude, they'll park your stuff a mile away. I'm like, I don't know, somewhere down there. Go find it. We wish you luck. Uh, Shane, thanks for popping in. You're always welcome, buddy. Want to have you here me. as often as you be. We're gonna go to your first intermediate track this weekend. What are some? What would you consider it a successful day? Uh, just doing every lap again. So yeah, obviously that would mean finishing on the lead lap, but yeah, just learning every lap, get through trouble free, and that'll be a good result. Yeah, don't rush it, man. Let it come to you. Get a feel because it's gonna be that, that, it's gonna be that first time you felt that skew, right? That side, the tire is gonna be squishing. The body's gonna be way hung out there. So. Ease cool. up to her. Look forward to it. Track's going to have some grip. Car's going to be driving good. I think it'll be just fine. SVG in the nonsense garage right here in Stack and Pennies, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> See you next week. Talk to you. I don't know. I'm excited to hear about your Las Vegas rendezvous. Yeah. More Stack and Pennies coming up right after this. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. 
with Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Well, we sent SVG on his merry way, so now we're going to get into some pit road boats and woes because there were several of them this weekend. What did you see down there? I There was one thing I wanted to ask you about. So you were coming to pit road entrance on the backstretch there under green yeah and you like blew by the 47 the 47 must have thought that it was 45 miles an hour because i was like wait Corey, Corey had to be speeding there right no and but then the 47 had gotten posted for speeding so i wonder if he sped and he was just like cre- i wonder if he was it was after he sped and he was coming back to pit road to make no sure he didn't speed. i think he legitimately forgot that it was 90 miles an hour for the first half of pit road because he lifted off a of turn four and like hunkered it down. Bum, bum, bum. You blew by him so fast. I'm like, not gonna make it. Not gonna make it. Not oh, gonna make it. Holy! I was, sh-. No, I I was even conservative. Like I, my mark was at the three. He starts lifting at like the seven, and I drove it. I'm like, maybe he knows something. I don't know. So I lifted like the five, brought it down, got to my little mark on the dash, and I looked in the mirror. I'm like, he must think that it's 45 miles an hour, and then he must have sped up and went too fast. Yeah. <laughs> Dang it! Well, I was watching like, I was watching like. Uh, to it was see confusing. If you, if, see if you pinged. I'm like, okay, and it came up like speeding penalties, and it had like a box, and I was like, no seven. Okay. No, I was, I was like, good that's to good. Go. I was like, man, that was crazy, but it, it was even crazier getting a pit road twenty four and thirty eight, and those guys right. So easy to sit there and be like, well, he's done something dumb. No, the first time you get down pit road, they gave us one shot in practice. After qualifying, you go make one lap that's like four seconds slower than what you're going to be coming down Wait, under race conditions. During your qualifying run? You'd make your qualifying lap, and then you everybody parks. They run second segment or the second round of qualifying. Then they'd give you one lap to come down and just get find a break marker. So they gave everybody one lap? Yeah. One oh. shot, one opportunity. Sees everything you ever wanted. To try to make it down Are pit road. Are you going to spin out? Are you going to get the pit road well, speed? Well, you do it on fresh tires. Right, you you don't these guys. This is on the back end of the fuel run. Got air on your nose, so now you're coming in trying to get every little bit you can. The first time you ever hit the rear brakes, look at the 34 locking the rear brakes up. So just as simple as having one and a half more rounds of front bias in that thing can really change the outcome of your day. So little bit inconsistent here. Little, you know, definitely should have put out a definitely should have put a caution there. Uh, Yeah, NASCAR. Doesn't usually put cautions in the middle of fuel runs like that, but, but twenty four merging see back on the track. That thirty four is right where your tire was locked up for about a hundred yards. A mm. little bit off on the bias there, but you got to get it all. Um, that twenty four was someone harm's way, right? We were quick, quick to the button last week at Daytona to call that race over. Um, if you guys want to hear people talk about when they should put cautions out and shouldn't, go listen to Brett Griffin. We're not going to debate that here. There's a there's a whole podcast where they can yeah, debate that. Talk about they how. They didn't put it out. They kept going, and nobody was harmed, or worse for wear. But. So I understand that NASCAR realizes that Atlanta's pit road is unique, so the, the people that come down are really vulnerable 
for instances like that. If you're the yeah. one of the first ones down, you are at risk, if there's a yellow in the cycle, to be three laps down. So I know NASCAR has that in the front of their mind, not to put out a yellow at all costs, to not to let the whole thing cycle so it doesn't ruin a race or ruins somebody's chance. So that's where they're going. Yeah, it's like when you see, like we've seen it before, like if a tire gets away and rolls into the grass and it's kind of in, like, yeah, it's not let out of it, harm's way, right? right? They'll let everybody cycle and then put the caution out because that's how you get the whole field to lap down. If someone runs long and they're like, well, they know they got to put it out. Yeah. Keep running here. Right. They, they'll they'll wait it out. But, yeah, uh, then, man, there's just been – it's been hard to get, like, in the flow of the season, especially with super speedways because we used to, like – you had an all-off season, then you'd get to the track, you'd have a long speed weeks because it was two weeks long, kind of hammer out all your stuff – do five or six pit stops at Daytona, and then you'd start, boom, right in the West Coast swing. Like, yep. it's time to get it. And with two back-to-back super speedways, especially just being complete fuel mileage races, it's been really hard to kind of get in the swing of things. Like, even this week with Atlanta, we left at 10 o'clock, in, like 10, 10 a.m. on Sunday. Yeah. And, it, like, even with tough that. Tough life. Even, no, but even it's with that, life. like, you just feel like you're forgetting something all the time. Because, like, forever... Right, my 18th year doing it, and forever, like it was like 4 a.m. on the Roush plane to get to the track seven hours before the race started, and it was just like you didn't see the sun all day. And you wake up and the sun shine on Sunday, you're like automatically think you missed the plane. You're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's just like constantly you think it's you're forgetting a, something, and then and then when you, it is tough, yeah, it's it's tough. It's hard work. You're the victim. Just a you know, charter plane stuff. Feel really bad stuff. for me. <laughs> oh. That's like our trainer, Nate, came this week. I said, can you believe people complain about this? It's a pretty good deal. It's a pretty sweet deal. Pretty good deal. Um, work, as long only, as you're you doing only, good. You only work one day a week. Yeah, really. As long as you're doing good, when you start not doing good, yeah, and you get fired. you're on TV for the wrong reasons, it's not a good deal. But but anyways. Yeah. So I don't know where the hell I was going with that. But what I was going to say is I, I kept feeling like I was forgetting something. And like I feel like when you get lax like that or you can't get in the routine, like I saw one guy – I think it was on the 41, like, jump over to fix their car without a helmet on. Or, like, any gloves. And he got over there and was like, Joey's, he got, like, Joey's three, got, he got, like, three steps in and was like, uh-oh. And he went back, not touching that. And then, uh, then yeah, they saw there was a bunch of penalties and speeding penalties. We rolled over the line one time. I got them backed up. Um, Atlanta pit road's tight. The one thing we did get to see yeah, live and in, in person. What? It's going to be a little bit different dog of the week segment this week. Is it? Yeah, because... Repair this, dogs. Hey, they were on pit road, but it's the road crew. Hmm. I've If I've said it once, said it a hundred times, if you want something done fast, have the pit crew do it. If you want something done right, have the road crew do it. And uh, that 99 boys, Eddie DeHunt's the car chief. Shout out. Matt, Petrie from right here. He went over the wall? Yeah, Petrie. I don't know if he went over the wall. He went over the wall, yeah. Petrie started right here. Yeah, he, you got working, him in a race. Yeah, working on uh, our K and N cars. Tony he Barkman. To, yeah, he went to uh, he went to high school with my brother. Yep. Matt so it's another guy. Tony co- Barkman, shout out. Started his. Uh, what was torn up on the ninety nine car? Left front splitter. They listen with these next gen cars. Like with the old steel body cars, you could work on it, beat you know like beat the fender out. Kind you could almost sometimes make it better yeah. than what it was to start. I feel like with the next gen car, you can make it way worse with For like sure. because everything's connected with the underbody. Those guys, dude, if the splitter gets separated from the nose, it starts buffering. Yeah, so <laughs> toe is hit. So then they they um they taped all that up, got it all right. The they got they got it done. They didn't lose a lap. 
and it was fast enough to lead a lane and end up winning the race. Mm -hmm. So shout out to those guys. First time ever, the road crew guys are the dogs of the week. Wow, congratulations. Big congratulations. honor. Congratulations. 99. Led, led by Eddie DeHunt there. Road He's crew. Uh, Them dogs of the week. Yeah, they are. Um, Not a pit road, boats, or woe, but it's cool to see that seven truck in victory lane by Kyle Busch. Was it? Uh, I don't know. Like no, because I, I was. we tried to get that race sold uh, so I could run it. I feel like I have a little more input as a driver at Atlanta than you do at Daytona, so we got caught up at the very end of da at Daytona, and I was really wanting to get a crack at that hot rod. But I don't. I like. believe that when Kyle did the deal with Spire, they he wrote it in the hey, they have to put him in for five races. So first thought, I don't like seeing him standing on the roof of the seven, bowing next to your number. I feel like that's your number. Well, um, but he, he's the best to know. ever do it. He no question. Second thing I heard, this is his first drafting style track that he's run in Xfinity or trucks hmm. since he broke his leg. Hmm. He stayed away from him. So he comes back and I don't he didn't choose this uh race. I think that this was one that they just couldn't get sold and they're like, Well, we just put Kyle in because we have to anyways. He didn't choose this life. This life chose him. Yeah. No, this life Atlanta chose him this week and naturally he just finds his way to the front. Brian Patty built a hell of a group one thousand one Silverado and they get the dub. Um sixty five. Sixty five of those wins for hey, this fella. Spire undefeated in trucks this year. Yeah, with Nick Sanchez uh starting off the year at the win Daytona, then KB getting the dub last week. Uh I don't know. I was pretty happy to see the seven victory lane. Happy for those guys because everybody gets a little bonus. Everybody gets a little couple bucks. A couple bucks in their pocket. I don't I can can we get some anybody listening to this, if you want to sponsor Corey in a truck race, let's get like a mile and a half. Yeah, it's not like I the only time I ran one is is Speedway. Let's get you in a good truck. Yeah, uh, but I think they're sold out. I think every, they got enough drivers in that hot rod. They got a couple of young guys coming in uh, through a Chevy program potentially to run that thing. Uh, and then also the races that I really want to do, the Charlottes and Nashvilles and some other cool places are triple truck challenge races, so you can't even run them. Oh, really? Okay. So that. that's a little bit of buzzkill. And then their their playoffs start in, like, July almost, seems like, so, so can't run them. Spire might not be looking for a driver, but – Bailey Curry is looking, looking for, for a roof. His roof. That is the damnedest thing I've ever seen. That gives me some serious Lee Petty vibes, dude. Well, the the pictures before convertible it, series El where Camino. they split the pictures that it showed, like where it was coming apart, and then finally evacuated. I don't know if there's a little bit of tomfoolery going on with windshield deflection because Zane Smith got in trouble with it last year at Homestead. Uh, maybe that's just what. Maybe that's just how those bodies are made. They need to mandate a brace there I, well i've never seen it happen before can't have the roof fly off it's never happened before no you can't have the roof they've fly been off. racing trucks for how long that's true it's never happened before so i i don't know i don't want to point fingers but that is you can make i'll tell it you what i'll tell you what if there was something going on there it's a way bigger story than a glove so mate that that's a that that is a scary deal what do you think that was like as a driver i, like, wonder, <laughs> I wonder what like look up like oh, it's getting cold in here it's quite windy <laughs> yeah i gotta Got a oh. sunroof. Uh, my my Silverado got upgraded. Yeah, I don't know. Can I present to did, you? They just did they they tell him like, hey, your your race is over, buddy. Like you don't they have a roof. Like, hey man, park it. Can I, can I present the new segment? What beef of the week? We got some beef, dude. You were the beef of the week last week. I was made it on Fox News, but this week uh, I did. Kyle Weatherman was, got punched. Who, who knew Austin Cindric had so many passionate fans? How about Kyle Weatherman? I did man? not. How about Kyle Weatherman this weekend? No, we can. Let this dead horse lie, or we can still beat it up. I forgot my day. I want to beat it up. Um, 
they uh yeah kyle weatherman at the end of the race was standing next to his car well, and first, JJ first, oh did you see the fight he got punched in the face then you showed me the video well like, they nah, he said he got punched in the face then i watched the video and the guy it was actually more of a power move he grabbed him by the neck like the side of the neck like the no like, like the, right the neck, like like a choke slam oh yeah but to their defense this is what people don't think. That guy said, the crew chief of JJ said, don't touch my damn race car mm. or something like that. They probably only got one. And it's a short week. And yeah. it's got to go to Vegas this week. Yeah. And like, well, he just spun out. Well, when you spin out, it knocks the nose up when you go off the bank and it grinds the splitter bar off it. That's a lot of work. They probably don't have anybody working there. That guy was big mad. That guy was mad. So, good for him. Hey, man, if you're mad, go do something. I don't know. I don't know about that. I'm telling you this, if I'm a road crew guy, which I'm not ever going to be, but nobody's getting to my driver like that. No. No, if you see some smoke coming out of some fellas, Ex- you better stop it. Especially a road crew Save guy. Save me. If it's a driver, okay, you guys go fight each other. Yeah. If it's a crew chief or somebody coming over, hey, man. No, no, not. Hey, man. Let's, let's catch you down the road. Yeah. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Um, what else we got? Some hashtag Penny for your thoughts questions. You guys yeah. keep firing them in. And Penny Stackers of the Week this week. Got a- oh, man, we got... The, the list of Penny Stackers is very long. But right now, let's get some Penny for your thoughts questions so we can answer those because I'm excited to talk about Penny Stackers of the Week. First one, Red Raider Fan 7. Mm. Are the drivers responsible for selecting their own equipment or is there a team equipment manager? Uh, Well, this is a... A unique question based off of Joey's glove, glove gate, if you will, finger gate. Um, they had a webbed glove because sticking your hand out the window, deflecting it off, air off the blade is worth like three counts of drag. Uh, is it worth the squeeze? Apparently they thought so. I could see for the Daytona 500 qualifying. Atlanta, mm, but hey, if you haven't got caught with it, let's keep it going. Somebody must have rolled on him because... If he's had it for a considerable amount of time and hasn't got caught, somebody must have peeked at it, and somebody must have told the wrong guy on the wrong day because they probably would have just kept it in the truck. But Joey's not picking that out, and he's not with a a needle sewing some flame-retardant materials in between those fingers. Uh, that is a collective idea. Uh, and if they find it works in a tunnel, they'll do whatever it takes to put it in the car, and that's just how tight the gaps and margins are. Um, well, now you're... Before it was, you know, you you did a lot of, you were able to do a lot of stuff for your car. Now you're just, yeah. for um, lack of a better term, stacking pennies. You're stacking pennies. You're moving your tear off tabs, quarter inch up, quarter inch in, closer. Is it on the right? Is it on the left? Dude, uh, testing that stuff in the wind tunnel is the worst. Like when I was in the air, the most boring. It's stuff ever. Well, you just run it and you're like, it's like close, like, uh, and then you, all right, take it off, run it again. All right, put it back on. Ah, the piece of tape flew up on the on the rig 
Sorry, try it again. Like it's hours of trial for and account. error for like yeah for like where your where your windshield tear offs go. Yeah, and then it's like ah eh, we think it's better. Let's do it. It's definitely not worse. Well, they hadn't got caught with it up until then. So somebody rolled on them. They got caught. Joey wasn't in probably involved. Obviously, he put the glove on his hand. But hey, who would have thought they got rolled on? <laughs> I don't know how many people ask me about that, and I'm like I know nothing about that. They're like, well, you're on the team, right? I'm like I am so far removed from. A, what goes on to the race cars, and B, what driver equipment is? like. Well, this is also the first time a piece of safety material has ever been used for a competitive advantage. I anticipate the hammer being put down on that glove. Uh, next question. Next question from not Corey LaJoy. So it could literally be anybody That's but you. Yeah. I've heard the blue switch referenced on the scanner. What is the blue switch, and how many switches do you have to worry about during the race? Uh, I'll tell you guys some super secret information. Everybody's listening to the podcast. They will know now. Now know the blue switch is the alternator. Uh, so you have an on-off switch for the alternator that might get you, I don't know, 0.6 horsepower, if that. Uh, it's probably more of a placebo effect. I've never thought that it's worth anything, but for qualifying some other stuff, everybody has one. You flip it, try to get you a little more juice, then you flip back on. Yeah, how many switches do you have to worry about during the race? There's a fuel pump switch. Um, you I don't think there is. Yes, anymore. there is. Mine, there is. Oh, you cheating bastard! I don't know. Y'all are probably the ones cheating. Hey, I get some more gloves. I don't know. Um, the Penske cars were freaking rocket ships this weekend. Um, that's it. Blue switch, green switch, fuel pump switch, and then you can toggle your ra- uh, your radiator fan uh, during cautions if it gets too hot. Doesn't have enough. Airflow pushing it through at speed. So you don't run your fan all the time? Nope. Copy. Um, Last one. Yeah. Bally Hoo Hoo. That's who wrote this question. Nice. Would Corey trade his Chili's Platinum card for a feature role in the Days of Thunder reboot? And if not, what would it be worth for him to give up that card? I love this question. Um,. I would absolutely trade the Chili's Platinum gift card for a role in, Daytona, in Days of Thunder. I'm still jealous of Larry Mack's .2 seconds of fame in that movie. You ever seen him? No. In the opening credits, he's like in the in the hood. Oh, Ch- that's him? Yeah, like setting the valves or something. Hmm. I stop it every time. You have to like you have to really be paying attention because it's like, boop, there goes Larry Mack. Um, so, yes, I've heard a little bit of chatter of that, but nobody that I've talked to – at the big house says it has any Speaking any traction. Of, I got another penny for your thoughts question. What that someone sent to me about this Rowdy Burns fire supplier. What about it? They said uh, Pete McDonald hashtag penny for your thoughts. Mm. What would it take Corey to part with the Rowdy Burns suit? It'd be a lot of money, a lot of Chili's it'd, gift cards. It'd be a lot. No, cold hard dinero. Okay, um, it's actually signed too. It's one of one. Well, they they only made two. They only made two of those Exxon fire suits. Uh, for the Days of Thunder movie. And I got one. Don't ask me how I got it. I have to kill you. Um, I know how you got and then I, so I don't know if to ask. Yeah, so Michael Rooker was the Grand Marshal for Daytona, but a couple years ago he was at Fontana. I heard he was coming, packed it, brought it to the driver's mm. meeting, had him sign it. So that's a... Did you wear it to the driver's meeting? No. Oh, I thought about cool it. if you did. I, no, I wore, it, I wore it for Halloween like six years in a row. I know. Uh, and I just decided to put a nice shiny box. You put the goggles on and then put some black... Uh-huh. Makeup around oh, the goggles, dude. I was oh, dialed yeah. in, and then the Kenny Powers jersey too. I love that back there. Danny McBride, Danny McBride's on that, and then Tim Tebow. Um, yes, there. I would absolutely give up my Chili's Platinum gift card uh, for a shot in Days, Days of Thunder too. But you won't give up the 
the fire suit. That would be a. It depends how big of a role it was. Yeah. Copy. Yeah. If I was like an. an what arch, if you're Rowdy Burns' son, like Maverick? Yes. Oh. <laughs> yes. What would my name be? I don't know. Billy Burns. I like that. I can be Billy Burns. Uh, yeah. Well, Rowdy's my, old, my William. Pappy. William. And I just have some real dad issues. Like I. No, no, your name be Richard, uh, Richard Burns because it's short for that. I've heard people call you that quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, Richie Burns. Oh, Richie Burns. Uh, yep. Well, that's all I got. Cool. But we got some good penny for a second for the week. First off, I'm sitting there just in the bus watching the Xfinity race, listening to kiddos running around, raising hell, Levi, I don't want to watch that. I don't want to watch Paw Patrol. But no, some were watching the damn Xfinity race. So sure enough, before those commercial breaks, there's some fella with a with a kid strapped to him uh, with a Corolla Joy hat. And I was like, hell yeah, brother. Help us find him. Who is that? And then the next one and during the cup race, Michael Bostick, shout out him. He's like, got a, he was slinging his podcast, shoe show, all that. He's got his son in a shirt. They showed up to the Celsius parents. He's been a fan for a long time, and he is fired up. Uh, in that clip, it's probably He's, after one you missed one of those fifteen wrecks that was in front of yes, you. Yes, he missed, he missed it. another one. <laughs> yes, we live to fight another day. Uh, shout out him. They've been an OG fan for a minute. Um, so those penny stackers, there's two. There's a little mini one there. That one's that one's super cute. Michael Bostic penny stacker as well. Uh, one more penny stacker. Last Thursday, uh, or maybe maybe Wednesday. I'm just riding around town. Getting my stuff done. Steve Phelps rings me up. Surely he's got something else better to to do with his day than to call me. He says, you know what? I'm riding around. I'm listening to you on Sirius XM, listening to Stack of Pennies, and I freaking love that show. That's we cool. talked for a half hour. So, uh, Steve Phelps, as much as you like the show, you, sir, also keep help keep this show on the road. Um, thank you very much for allowing us to do that, sir. Thank you so much. Um, you are the penny stacker of the week as well, and you guys also are the penny stackers each and every week, no matter what. But okay, a couple more penny stackers, little mini ones. Uh, Levi's favorite thing to do before the race is just get in. Well, uh, the only thing different this week is we had a Chili's in-car camera, so they were able to see uh, Jensen losing his mind. So I had to put him in there. I'm like, and Levi literally says, "No, there's no room for you. Get out." And Jensen says, "Not coming in anyways, bro. Watch out, scooch over. I'm gonna drive this rig." Uh, and then, you know, they just proceeded to, like, get pissed off at each other. Jensen's scoping it out, honking the horn. Where's the radio? Levi's like, get out of here, dude. Um, one time, so there there was a infamous story of Ace in Austin Dillon's car, and they weren't watching him. They were, like, a Pocono or something, and he just took the brake bias adjuster and just cranked it all Yes. Down. And the first pit stop, it had all front brake in it and just smoked the tires off of it. Oh, boy. <laughs> like 10 rounds to the front. Where was it at? It, like Pocono. So Sparks was the engineer on that car six, I mean, seven years ago. I mean, you'd have to that you, you, at Pocono, you'd know the. I, I, I don't, I don't, I'm just telling you the story. That uh, yeah, I'm getting caught up on the facts here. Yeah. My fault. Whatever it was. He, he moved the brake bias knob around. Love that. Yeah. Uh, so I make sure to keep an eye on those those suckers. They will, they will flip switches and they will press buttons. Oh, yeah. Um, and there are some stuff there that can, you know, you don't want to press, especially the blue switch. Um, How has it been with the kids at the track? Two weeks good. in a row? Okay. Yeah, the not going or? to Vegas this week. Not going to Phoenix next week. But we'll take what well, we go. Bristol. And we go to Richmond. There's a fireworks show at Atlanta this oh week. Oh, my God. Well, who in their right mind? Guys, that's what gr- freaking grinds oh, my gears. Dude. You know what grinds my gears? Let me hear it. 
a damn fireworks show at 1045 Saturday night. My kid is freaking not even he's not like super scared of him. He just doesn't like the loud noises. And he was fast asleep, been down for several hours, and they had a 10 minute long fireworks show at 11 o'clock Saturday night. He's up crying. Kelly goes up to get him. She has to stay like it messed up my night. It really messed up my night. That really grinded my gears. The the Who? trials and tribulations of owning a million dollar bus. No, sucks. Mine's half that. <laughs> um, but I wish it was a million dollar bus because they're those are much more sound insulated. Yeah, those oh. people are sleeping like a baby. Damn, mine's not insulated <laughs> very good. I felt like they were right on top well, of my. Bed. <laughs> Somebody shooting at us? Yeah, I thought I was in What's Vietnam. What's going on here? Thought I was in Vietnam. Uh, that really grinded my gears. That would grind my gears too. Yeah, there's nothing worse than when you just doze off and your kid wakes up. Oh, you're like, oh, why? Yeah, because the sheets are so soft and comfy. I had a guy this week at a restaurant tell me to tell my kid to be quiet. Like, walk, got up, walked to my table. That would freaking grind my gears. It was at like a brunch, right? It wasn't even like a nice. We weren't at like Ruth Chris. His dweeb gets up. He's like, hey man, my my wife's got a concussion. Can you be quiet? We're trying to eat somewhere quiet. I was like. What, he's three, bro. Are you joking? Yeah, you kidding me? And my wife got upset. It was like a yeah, like, no wait. I de-escalated the situation, but I was like, "There's people Did like that, that guy want to go." He didn't want to go. No, he gonna, wanted he wanted you to be quiet. Is what he wanted to do. Well, like I'm never like, dude. I'm a grown man. I'm not gonna fight. But like, if you gotta, like, that's the you, one instance where you you're can like, challenge him eh. to a duel. You're like, no, but that's the one instance where like, all right, hey man, like, yeah, my family, my, my that's kids, line. Yeah, but yeah, de-escalated the situation and. That really ground my wife's gears. Yeah. I feel like, and you you too, right? Like, I feel like doing this show, racing for a living, especially uh, like on the platform that you have now, like you just deal with people being pissed off at you. You're All the time. ceiling for that is high. There is nothing anybody can say to me on social media that hasn't been told to me 10 times worse by, worse by way more important people than you. As always, if you're listening to us, whether you're on Sirius XM Channel 90, or on podcasts, or on YouTube. Been getting a lot of great feedback on YouTube there. Go check us out. we got a lot of cool B-roll for you guys to have some visual stimulation. Visual stimulation. But also, at Stack and Pennies, oh, social yeah. media. You can at underscore Stack and Pennies. Win some Arctic. Uh, we're going to keep giving you guys good stuff each and every week right out of here. And this is Stack and Pennies. And I'm Corey Joy, and that's Ryan Flores, and we will talk to you.